Hello and welcome to Just Bleed Radio. This is your host, Danger Mouse, and remember, remember the 5th of November, Gunpowder, Treason and Plot. It is November the 5th, and that means it's bonfire night here in the UK, and the night is filled with fireworks and explosions. Unlike USC's Fight Night 231 main event, which was somewhat of a damp squib, but we'll get to that later. This is episode 10 of Just Bleed Radio. We finally made it, guys. Yay! Yeah! Yeah! Well, to be honest, we made it a couple of weeks ago, but it never made it to air. Um, we did the Halloween show, but I called it a special. So this is now the official episode 10. As usual, I'm joined by my far more knowledgeable co-host, Austin, a.k.a. No Special, and our super, maybe super stoned editor, Super Dave Fairtex. And we'll hear from them in just a moment. Today we'll be discussing the fights from USC Fight Night 231, the main and the co-main, and we'll have a brief look at anything else that's interesting from the card. We although, uh, although we do have the USC 295 next week at Madison Square Gardens, we'll be doing a full preview show for that, so you'll have to wait a little longer before we discuss it. Uh, we may touch on some other MMA news, we'll see how much time we have. Uh, and so with no further ado, let me just say hi to Dave and Austin and ask... Overall, how was this card for you guys? Your score one to ten. Austin, do you want to take it away? Yeah, he- hello. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was great. Uh, I from mind you, I had uh, primarily just watched the uh, main card. I got bits and pieces of the prelims, and uh, I mean, it doesn't look like I missed too much. But you know, the main card, I got pretty much all the fights and watched them last night. Uh, fortunately, I was uh, busy with the uh, rankings and uh, <laughs> had to replace both of our uh, sinks uh, for the guest bathroom and the main bathroom. So I was a little bit busy this weekend. But overall, the uh, I felt the card almost failed by no uh, fault of the rest of the fighters apart from Almeida. <laughs> uh, but um, ridiculously like interesting card at first and then just all the cancellations last minute. I felt like this card was just going to be trash to begin with. And then all it kind of, kind of saved itself. I would have ranked it like a, you know, before the main event, I would have probably ranked it like maybe a six, maybe a 6.5. And uh, now I'm kind of thinking it's more like a five, (laughs) (laughs) 4.5. And you, Dave? Uh, Overall, I think I'm, at about a five, same. Um, you know, I watched the whole card, but I was kind of, uh, I'm going to be honest, I was kind of in and out a little bit. Uh, I was going to rewatch it today, but I got conned into doing these rankings thing, uh, something I didn't even sign up for, and it completely destroyed my day, so I didn't get to catch up on the fights like I wanted oh. to. Oh, my God. So, um, but from what I remember, it was... Uh, a five-ish card. I mean, there were some good performances and stuff and uh, a little excitement, but the uh, drab kind of overwhelmed the small bits of excitement for sure. Five. Yeah, <laughs> five. I think I was a bit more generous than uh, you guys. I think I'd, I'd probably give it a 6.5 to 7. Um, so anyway, uh, I don't know what our listeners might think. Um, please let us know in the comments. Uh, 
guys out there. I know there's some Discord donks that listen to it to this at the very least. <laughs> Give us a hand in the YouTube rankings and all that good bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let me let me just take us into the main event. Uh, I was going to do a quick rundown of the fight, but. Um, it's probably not worth my effort or your effort to uh, listen to it, to, uh, despite the fact I spent a lot of effort typing the uh, review up. Um, so I'll just cover a few points, <laughs> cover a quick few points. Uh, it, it, like round one starts, about 30 seconds in, Almeida throws a kick, head kick, follows it up with a shot. 30 seconds later, Lewis is on the ground, mounted within a minute. Uh, he does briefly get out and he gets up about halfway through the round. Uh, I think he does actually land a couple of hammer fists, hammer, fists, uh, hammer fists there, which is kind of unusual in the rest of the fight. Uh, then round two starts the same way. Jailton just dunks on, ducks under uh, Lewis's punch, downed and mounted within 20, 30 seconds. Uh, first, first moment of Lewis complaining about the lack of action in the fight, which is a certain amount of irony there, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And then round three, you get that first 30-second burst from Lewis, then back on the ground again, you know, rinse and repeat. That was the funniest moment of the fight for me, though. I did like this. Um, there's a moment where Lewis is obviously laid on his back, and uh, you see Goddard just comes up and goes, don't look at I'm presuming Lewis was giving the full puppy eyes kind of syndrome, uh, because Goddard just says, don't look at me, fight. Uh, <laughs> he did say that, he was <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's yeah. not my fault. What do you want me to do? I can't stop the fight for you. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of funny though, because I know I know obviously he's just a referee giving instructions, but it did kind of feel like coaching because Lewis did immediately almost get up and turn over, and Jailton slid off his back, and then Lewis did land a few decent, half decent, I guess, ground and pound strikes. Uh, it was his best moment of the fight, and I argue that Mark Goddard <laughs> caused it. <laughs> it's a, it's a, hey, nothing like urgency from the ref, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, and then uh, we had the obviously Jailton just he put put, put on by notes he ducks for cover and then uh, I've got to thank Dominic Cruz for this for doing doing a half guard sweep and then he took back the position from Lewis and it's back into mount and uh, and then he actually ended the round Jailton ended the round with a couple of heavy shots that hurt Lewis. They were probably his most significant strikes in the entire fight. And then it's just more of the same kind of thing for round four and five. Uh, we had fifth round, we had Godov warning about holding position, which was arguably a little bit late. Uh, and, and the commentary team saying they've never seen a guy in Mount being told to work, which is, which is fair, uh, fair enough, I would say. Uh, Kind of crack, crack me up. Uh, so fight ends with a very obvious win for Almeida, um, but I've talked long enough for the moment, so uh, uh, I'm going to pass it on very shortly. But in my intro, I called it a damp squib of a fight. Well, was it or not? What are your thoughts, Austin? <laughs> so, and, oh, and quickly, did we learn anything from the fight or either fighter's performance? Oh God, no, we did not. <laughs> we we we've learned one thing. If you simply do not believe in jujitsu, it cannot hurt you. <laughs> That's that is what we learned. If you simply do not believe in the jujitsu that is attacking you, or just don't do it at all, like apparently it means nothing because Almeida cannot do anything. He had him in like arm triangle chokes 
he tried to actually submit him from the back for with the rear naked a couple of times. Like, I don't know why Almeida was so committed to choking him. He should have just, like, committed to, like, looking for maybe an arm bar, a Kimura, maybe even a goddamn leg lock or something like that. Because, like, at this point, like, what what the hell did we learn? All we learned was Lewis still can't be submitted, apparently, because he just refuses to believe in grappling. I just stand up, and therefore it doesn't work. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? He did. It was insane. Just the fact that he's like, all right, I think I've had enough of this. So I'm just going to stand up now. <laughs> it, yeah, he had like a 30 to 40 pound advantage. Oh, I, I want to say it was like a 40 pound advantage on um, Almeida. But like the athleticism was clearly, you know, the younger and the more athletic fighter was just struggling to finish the older fighter that didn't want to engage on the ground at more more often than not. And the the sad part is is that this is this hurts Almeida more than it does Lewis because it su- suggests like okay this is get this is the prospect he's no longer a light heavyweight and he's re- he's pretty much committed to being a heavyweight until I'm assuming he loses at certain points and then the questions can come up. But uh, honestly, this is more of a bad look for Almeida than anything because he couldn't finish a man who gave little to no resistance to the ground. And on top of it, it was a five-round decision. Like, <laughs> at a certain point, like, if he didn't turn up the volume looking for strikes on top, what, what, what were we doing? Like, if he couldn't find a submission, is, he, is that all he has? Is a front kick, a high kick, and possibly one, a one-two, and then maybe a body kick? And then just immediately going in for a desperation. Because he looks scared at certain points trying to not get hit. And I'd be, <laughs> I'll be honest, I would be scared if I was him too. <laughs> Derek had moments of success. And it was few and far in between. Like If Derek just turned it up just a little bit at each of those points, just a little bit more, he probably wins the fucking fight. <laughs> but... You know, that's it's neither here nor there. Like, he, it's already done and over with. This doesn't help him. He still continues the win streak, but this doesn't kill Lewis's, like, um, ability to get into the big fight either. And hell, I mean, why not just put him with Biggie or Tai Ivasa in a rematch? Like, they both lost. <laughs> like, just put him in fun fights. Who cares? You know? I don't know who to do with Almeida because this isn't good at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Dave? Yeah, I was going to say, I presume you sound like you finished there, Austin. Uh, Dave, what do you think? Uh, I thought the fight was terrible. It was boring as hell. Um, we did learn that, uh, I mean, Austin said, like, just stand up worked for him a couple times. But uh, I think we learned just get up isn't a viable option against a decent grappler, even in heavyweight MMA. Like... He was held down a long time. Uh, you know, it was just just another boring heavyweight fight, another Derek Lewis main event. He like was held down for, sorry, just interrupting, Dave. He was held down for 21 minutes, 10 seconds of the fight. Uh, yeah. Lewis, so. on the, you know, Lewis controlled the fight for 57 seconds. <laughs> yeah, so the, the just get up thing didn't really work out so well. Um, I think but we he, did actually learned some good stuff about Almeida. Like, I mean, this was a shit performance, like lots of top control, couldn't get the finish, but I mean, 
Derek Lewis is a decent fighter. Uh, he, he is hard to submit. And uh, in the long run, it's a win in the column. And I mean, people might, the hardcores will remember this, but, you know, a lot of people just look at his record and see it as a win. We know, like, we learned that even though he's a light heavyweight coming up, he is big enough and has enough physicality to hold a big heavyweight down. Like, lots of people couldn't do that to Lewis, and he did it. So he might be a real wrestling threat in this division. And uh, so, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's not all ne- negative. We did learn a couple positives from it, but I mean, it was just a shit fight, and I don't have anything to say about the fight, really, but. <laughs> I knew everyone was going to hate this fight and I in a strand of sick way kind of enjoyed it because I watched it this morning and I already knew the result so I was prepared for what I was going to watch so I was more watching it for the show more than anything else and kind of ended up in a sick way enjoying it just 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 for the level of domination at the end of the day yeah that makes sense what do we I was well, half we... surprised we didn't see more ten eight rounds to be honest, but I guess there wasn't, you know, there wasn't. No, you couldn't. You couldn't score a ten eight because he wasn't doing enough damage. As a matter yeah. of fact, if he was going to get the submissions, okay, and it wouldn't have mattered if he got a ten eight because he would have finished the fight. But you couldn't even do that. Therefore, it's a defensive situation it's, that Lewis is winning. <laughs> it's it's two it's two out of three categories though, isn't it? It's damage, duration, and dominance. If I remember rightly, the three Ds. There's no damage, right? But the dominance was only supplemented because Lewis couldn't get submitted. <laughs> and duration, though, 21 minutes of the fight. Yes, but, I mean, did we see Lewis? I, 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 I get what you're saying. It's just looking at it like Almeida literally couldn't do anything else to him. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I, can, I can kind of see why people didn't give it a 10 but at the same point, like I said, two out of the three Ds, if you want to go that route. Like if he if he attempts like maybe a couple of more strikes and a couple of more spots where he's like just you know being very you know sneaky with the submissions like you know very aggressive with certain spots, I get yeah, I can see a ten eight, but just not enough. Like at like if he's just sitting on top of him and not applying more damage, like you said, twenty one minutes of those twenty one minutes, I maybe maybe five minutes was aggressive. In looking for a finish and even then it was few and far between at that like for as much as we looked at that fight being a dominant performance for almeida like you could argue the the time spent trying to finish the fight was just as much as Derek lewis and Derek lewis was on his back for 21 minutes and incidentally but, you could one of the commentators said it was 12 to 1 odds uh for it going five minutes uh, for, for it going five rounds uh, oh my so, god I wish I could have bet in here in California. I wouldn't put money on that. <laughs> I think everyone thought Almeida would get the submission pretty quick, but he just didn't. No. Like again, you let you if you're apparently Derek Lewis has proven if you don't if you simply don't believe in jujitsu, it cannot hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't always work out. Like Dave Herman said the same thing, I think, right before he got submitted, so yeah, it but can. that's not Derek Lewis. That's Derek Lewis, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only Derek Lewis can prove it. Yeah. What did you think about his call out for Gan? I don't like it. There's no, there's no reason for that fight to happen. Gan should be trying to get a fight with Stipe. That's, that's what I think. 
That's never going to happen. No, no I, it doesn't. I don't think it's, it needs to happen. I think it's just if he threatens gone and gone's pretty much not the guy anymore right now, Aspinall and Pavlich are. Jones is out for eight months, possibly a year. Deep A is not going to look to fight anybody. And honestly, I would just tell him to retire. What yeah, are you going to no. wait for? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, unless he wants to. Well, like if he's going to wait out and be 43, 44 by the time he comes back, you're not Randy Couture, dude. Like only there's only a few guys that can do that. And realistically, he's coming off of a terrible knockout loss to begin with. And two years off. Well, like, we're, we're, to, be fair, to be fair, we're doing the preview show, and that's going to do a lot of uh, the serious heavyweight stuff. Okay, fair. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so um, I, I think we all know how uh, I'd feel about uh, Jailton uh, facing Gan. It should be quite amusing to me. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think oh, it'd be God. fun. Let's get a fun fight for Cyril, though. Um, Guru did suggest Marcin Taiburu is next opponent, but uh, I guess we can uh, carry on to that one. So. Uh, we can jump into the next fight. Uh, Nicholas Dalby versus Gabriel Bonfem. Uh, Bonfem loses his 15, uh, was it 15 and 0 record? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. Uh, Korean Gone Bad, the only Discord member to pick uh, Dalby. So well done, Korean Gone Bad. Uh, unless it was a misclick <laughs> in which case you're a lucky guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. So yeah, again a quick Bonfem looked pretty good in the first round. Uh, loads of uh, nice, nice takedown. Uh, loads of pressure. A uh, bit of ground and pound. Uh, I think he had a late von choke attempt, uh, and then second round dominant again. First couple of minutes, uh, and then Dolby just kind of came back and just pushed back pressure against the fence. Great striking, catches him with a late knee strike. Um, as Dominic Cruz said, he's featuring tonight well, isn't he, Dominic Cruz? Uh, Dolby uh, walked through the storm, he walked through the fire, and he got a win. Just an outstanding performance, uh, possibly a fight of the night contender. Uh, uh, and funnily enough, his uh, first ever UFC finish. He's never finished a fight before. Um, and the guy called out asking for a top 15 opponent. Uh, I guess he did, did just beat a serious future contender in Bonfam. Uh, so does he deserve one? Uh, so again, what do you think, guys? Uh, do you want to take this one, Dave? Uh, yeah. You know, I I thought it was a uh, fun fight. I wish someone from the Discord was saying that the, this Bonfim, even though he was like 15-0, and 0, he might actually be like the lesser Bonfim. And I think that kind of proved to be the case. Like, I don't know. He looked like what you everything you said. I agree with Danger Mouse, but also I thought his striking actually looked pretty sharp and precise and powerful in the first. But he just kind of like collapsed, and uh, all that pressure. Like, I mean, about three minutes into round two, he just like couldn't take it. And Nicholas Dalby was really impressive with his fighting spirit and. You know, no matter what, he just kept on coming forward and coming forward and eating shots. And uh, he's got a nice little run. And uh, I don't think he's going to, you know, go to the top of the division or nothing. But uh, yeah, is he like four? No, I, he's yeah. Four yeah. I mean, I've been sleeping on him. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to anymore. I don't know if I'll pick him in his next fight. And I don't even know what I want next for him at this fight. But, uh, I'm actually more interested in the fall of uh, Bone Fiend is a big prospect. Like, he kind of just fell apart out there. But, you know, Dalby might be a problem for 
you know, some of the, I don't know if it would be like a top 15 fighter, but man, he sure does have that dog in him and fun fighter. It was uh, my fight. And I, I think it actually was the fight of the night and they both got yeah, it. Was. And, uh, you know, that was just a good fight. I don't know what's next for him, but that's all I got. Austin. All right. Well, the, uh, the fight itself was fun to watch. The, the crowd kind of helped make this one a little bit more fun, but, um, the, the problem with this fight is that it basically puts the, um, it puts the winner in a, almost like in a, not so much a non-win situation. Dolby basically beats a untested, you know, prospect. And if Bonfine beats Dolby, he's beaten a veteran that's got three wins, but you know, his last loss was to Tim Means. And, that doesn't mean a whole it's not that Tim means is a terrible fighter, but like it means that like this they're kind of still stuck in the same spot, regardless. They just need to kind of have more momentum going into their next fight. Ideally, now Dolby is on the cusp of a top fifteen fight, or at least fighting a ranked fighter. I don't think he's there just yet. Beating a good prospect is grounds for you moving up the ladder, absolutely, but I don't think you're just there yet. I think he needs another fight. Looks impressive in that fight. Absolutely. We're talking about a top 15 matchup right after that. Um, as far as Bonfim is concerned, this means nothing. Fine. Terrible that he lost in the manner that he did, considering he was, con- you know, I thought he was winning the fight. But going into this, like, the momentum was definitely going to help him get another matchup and possibly get, a, you know, more events at home. But in this case, it kind of backfires, and now he's just got to start over. That's it. Nothing more. And I don't know if he was the more, was or wasn't the more talented Bonfine. They both have now taken losses, considering both of them came into the UFC uh, undefeated. So, hey, you know what? One Bonfine wasn't able to fight. Maybe it was for the best, because if, you know, if he had fought, he may have also lost, considering he was fighting another tough vet and uh, Vince Michelle. Missed weight. That's yeah. on him. So, looking at this, uh, event maybe it was ideal that you know okay if he gets beat by a tough vet oh well like he's 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 just got to get himself up get another couple of wins underneath his belt and guess what he's right back on the winning streak looking at a possible you know uh, ranked opponent after this but he's got to get there first so let's just see how he bounces back this is probably a good thing for him in the long run yeah that's one thing i want to point out i just noticed that dalby was 38 i didn't realize he was that old He's yeah I was just so that kind of he had been fighting for a while so i mean he had this is his second stint in the ufc if i'm not mistaken really yeah so yeah because he had uh been released and then came back um kind of like had a Blood and guts war and cage warriors, and, and since then has been very consistent as far as like showing up, regardless oh, yeah. of who wins or loses. Yeah, so uh, good for Dolby, man. Like, like I said, I would love to just see you another fight, just to see if he's, you know, if he's that of that ilk to mm-hmm. get one more win and then get a ranked opponent right after that. If they gave him a ranked opponent, I wouldn't complain about it. I would just, I would just kind of caution, you know. Hey, let's just take it slow. 
Yeah, he was kind of outclassed a lot of that fight, I think. But yeah, that's the thing. I, I would prefer him to kind of take his time on that because the minute he loses, it's not, it's not going to be ideal. Yeah. I guess we're done on that one then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so from the rest of the card, uh, any particular fight or fights you guys want to discuss? David, you got one? I was going to talk about fight of the night, but we've already kind of <laughs> accidentally yeah. agreed on that one. Uh, it's, it's a co-main. Uh, I guess I can give uh, which one did I put down as an honourable mention? Uh, oh, v- Vito Petrino versus uh, Bukasis, uh, I think, was a pretty decent uh, fight, but I don't know if you saw that, Austin. I got the highlights of it. I, f- I saw the finish, and I was just more disappointed in Bukakis because he he literally walked into it considering where he was coming from before that. Like, and it's not like Vitor was looking like a goddamn killer the entire time, but like you could tell he was the better fighter. But <laughs> I, it was just more like, damn man, like you could have just kind of kept your guard up and not like walked into a straight hand. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm not a fighter. That's that's true too. But still, um, I mean, it would be interesting to see how Vitor does. He's now what? That's his second or third fight in the organization, right? Not sure. Um, looking at it, I mean, because he had just beaten, uh, Prakniao, and um, this is his third fight inside of the organization. Um. He, yeah, because he beats uh, Anton Trujagli, the Pleasure Man, and Marcin Prakniao, and now Modestus Bukakis. Uh, he's, he's got a little streak going. Uh, yes, he's undefeated, but still, like, I would like to see him fight one more fighter, and then maybe we we'll talk about, you know, possibly, you know, him in co-main and featured bouts similar to this one. Uh, well, not this is a prelim fight, but still. Um, be interesting to see if he could get another win, and I don't know who you put him up against because this division is just ridiculous right now. Like you have a former middleweight challenging the former light heavyweight champion who was out and only had three fights prior to his exit <laughs> because of injury. So, <laughs> like, the divisions of a there's a little bit of a fucking mess right now. <laughs> uh, Bukowski uh, needs to be uh, glad that. Uh... I think it was Goddard again. Uh, he spotted that they uh, Gav hadn't given him his mouthpiece, and uh, I think he, I think he roasted him for a bit, uh, and, and got his uh, mouthpiece put in. And then, like, you know, two minutes later, or whatever it was, <laughs> he walked into uh, uh, that check left hook from hell from Petrino. Uh, yes, yes. Goddard trying to save the day again. <laughs> Yeah, he did, he did a mostly uh, good night, did uh, Mark Goddard, I think. There might be some criticism about the main event, but I think you've got to allow a certain... I don't know. What do you think? Did he, did, did he leave him too much time to... I know we're going back to the main event and it was relatively dull for some people, but did Goddard mess up in the refereeing on the main event? Should he have stood him up, perhaps? No. No, because he did enough to work. The problem is, is like if you want it the idea is to not have the referee interject themselves in the fight. At, you want it to be as seamless as possible so that it gives the illusion of a proper bout. 
The only problem was is that Derek Lewis was just kind of like biding time and allowing because uh, they were both mutually accepting of the position. Derek tried to stall the you know or stuff the takedowns as best as he could, and he did a couple of times. But it when they were both uh, waiting for the other to kind of make the next move, it was more of like a checkers not chess kind of situation, you know. I think it, I think Goddard did the right thing by allowing them to kind of work out of their positions as boring as it was because the worst thing you could do is tell you know tell the guy on the mat who's not fighting back is like well work well he can't do anything he's going to put himself in a position to possibly get submitted and Derek Lewis just you know again finds a way to be able to stand up or you know just get put back on his ass again because he couldn't do anything and that's you know partially why Amado was as dominant but Almeida couldn't do anything to him either. So if if Almeida was not throwing punches, okay, it's a different story. But he threw a couple and just enough to kind of get the fight moving enough to where the ref wasn't intervening as much. Again, it's up to the guy on the bottom to try to get up. But, you know, we were on that cusp. Thankfully, Almeida just threw just enough strikes to not allow Derek Lewis to get stood up and uh, possibly get cracked, you know. But has, has he fought at light heavyweight? Um, Almeida, yes, I think yeah. he he had fought once and then got a short notice fight against uh, the Pleasure Man and then stayed as a heavyweight after that. That's just Let me double he's not, check. He's, he's not he's not a massive heavyweight by any means. Then again, I guess he's on a similar level to Cyril Gann, isn't he? So yeah, so he had yeah Dana White Contender Series fight. And then Danilo Marquez, he finishes him. And then I think it was the Parker Porter fight that he took. And it was like, all right, well, now he's trying to test himself as a heavyweight and takes a short notice fight against Anton, against the Pleasure Man. I just him in here again. And then that's it. That's like, okay, all right. So that was a short notice, like, like heavyweight, light heavyweight fight. So I think they, that was a catchweight bout. Um, but after that, it was like, he's wanted to be consistently a, a heavyweight. Cause then after that, he's facing actual named heavyweights, Shamil Abdurakimov, and then Jardazinho Rosenstrike, and now Derek Lewis. He's able to finish, uh, at and, you know, Parker Porter, you know, Marquez before that, you know, he, he can finish people. I think this was just a tough fight. That's it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, getting, back, getting back to what we were talking about after I diverted it. Uh, quick question, Dave. Did you see the, um, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his uh, first name, uh, the Baralho uh, versus Magomedov uh, fight? Uh, yeah, I saw that fight. I thought it was pretty good. Um, an obvious uh, win for uh, Cal, I think he is. Yeah. Um, I think he actually. What's that? Said Abbas gassed again uh, in the third round, I think. Yeah. No, he looked good. He uh, used his striking a lot, and uh, he's kind of a fun fighter for the division. Uh, He actually looked better than I thought he would. Um, I didn't really know that much about Abus, but uh, I heard he gassed, and he said he kind of did late. Uh, 
I thought it was funny how Brow was uh, celebrating at the end, like he knocked him out or something, like he just won a decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, he's freaking out, jumping on the cage and all that. But it was, you know, it was a fun fight, fun enough fight. For me, this fight, I was gonna say like a uh, Abus was. Um, it, did, it was was it just me or was Abus kind of like waiting for you know Cal to have a offensive you know moment like looking to counter more often like but did it did he look kind of nervous in there because that's kind of the energy that I saw. Uh, don't forget, Sean Strickland beat the hell out of him last time he was in an octagon. So yeah, and I mean that's the other thing too is that he looked good in the first round of that fight and then immediately gassed. So was yeah. it just because that he had a bad experience that he still is kind of like taking that into his next fight? Like, because that's what it felt like to me watching it. Cause... Maybe that and fighting like in Brazil and uh... yeah, that yeah, that makes because like looking at him, he he had the better, cleaner strikes. He just wasn't active, and then by virtue of not being active, he's giving Cal opportunities to be offensive, and he's just waiting. And sure enough, like come in when they actually start throwing hands, Avis is having a problem with getting hit. And Cow isn't. Cow's getting hit, but he's just moving forward. Like even if he Avis is still maintaining the presence inside the cage, Cow's literally landing and making him kind of, you know, oh damn, okay, he's actually hitting me. I have to kind of correct myself. And then by the time we're in that, you know, last round, he gets him clean a couple of times and Avis is just not able to respond or go to a secondary plan. There wasn't even an attempt to like really wrestle. I mean, probably for the best, considering that you know Avis isn't known as to be a, a grappler. But still, I, I just it was more disappointing to see that like okay, the fight actually went the distance, but he wasn't very active or not as active, you know, as I would like. Like, if I'm going to think of anything, he needs to move out of his camp. He needs to get in with some deep water camps, like, you know, throw him in with, a, oh, who is it? Um, go to Florida, maybe mess around with some of those fighters over there. You know, some of those divisions are pretty deep with the, some of their fighters. Uh, who is it? Uh, um Oh dear Jesus! Uh, like Henry Hoop uh, or Mike Brown? No, well, yeah. I'm sorry, not not ATT, but the other one. Oh, uh, Henry Hoop's gym. Yes, thank you. I he needs to just get into a couple of scraps. That's yeah. what it looks like. That dude needs to just kind of get out of his comfort zone. That's Kill literally Cliff. what it feels like, right? Yeah. Yes. You know, I actually thought the heavyweight fight after that one was more better. That was a fun fight. I enjoyed that one more. Nice yeah. 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 Well, Maze wasn't that good to begin with. And it's like, you know, Nasimeno is just like this guy who happens to be more, a little bit more well-rounded. Probably has slightly better condition. Although he's got big love handles, but still. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just a fun matchup, like a sloppy banger. Uh, yeah. Maze yeah. throws his hands down a lot. And like, I think they had like a, a hundred, like, there was a lot of strikes. It was like the second most strikes on the card or the third most strikes, and there were heavyweights, like a couple hundred or something. It was like a, a, a hundred, uh, almost a hundred for both, and then like almost 200 uh, combined. Mm-hmm. And then uh, like significant strikes were almost uh, were 80 and 70 apiece. Yeah. It was a fun fight. 
Yeah. I, I like that it. one better. But... Yeah, a rematch that nobody asked for either. <laughs> oh, was that rematch? Oh. Yeah. As Nasimeno had uh, cement, submitted him prior. And um, I think it was funny because it's like, oh, right, this is a, another matchup, another heavyweight, you know, middling heavyweights kind of thing. And oh, yeah, that's right. They had fought. Wait, they fought? <laughs> Obviously, didn't do my research on that one. <laughs> no, it was just funny because I had picked that up uh, after the fight. I was like, oh, they fought? I think my my other uh, fight of the, well not fight of the night I guess KO of the night Elvis Brenner versus uh, Kanan Krzyzewski, uh by punch round one uh, four four minutes and one second uh, I, think, I think was that the one that just sent him sprawling face down and then he was almost immediately straight back up or am I thinking of a different fight No he was dead on the ground <laughs> <laughs> He, he literally clipped him over, on, like, on the ear. Yeah, he clipped him on the ear, which is technically legal. But, like, it was just... He walked forward, and then the punch came in. And it was like a hook, right? And yeah, landed right on the ear. Never saw the punch. I just thought he tripped and then hit his head, and that was it. I was like, oh, no, he got clipped. Like, almost like Dustin Poirier did against uh, Conor McGregor first time. Like, just a clip right behind. Never saw it. It was already over by the time. Like, there was, yeah, there was, he, Elvis was pretty much, he, he didn't need to finish it because he was already out, you know, clean, I guess. But, I mean, considering that Elvis just beat, who was it? Guram Kutasaladze in his last fight? Like, couldn't remember. Yeah, I was just he, looking, he was I was a, looking, for, looking for a note there. Again, my my favorite friend tonight, Dominic Cruz, called it a right hand step through overhand left. <laughs> so that's what he hit him with, apparently. You are sorry, say again, Dave. What was that again? A right hand step through overhand left. Interesting. Uh, go back and listen to the commentary. Uh, it kind of yes, does I... describe it. It was like a parry, almost not a parry, but like he had kind of fainted with the the right hand, right, yeah, and then came much, in with yeah. the left. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. He kind of threw the right, then ducked down, and the obviously overhand left comes through. Like you said, clipped him behind the ear, and that was it. Just turned the lights out. It was instant, wasn't it? Yeah, it was more disappointing than anything because it's like, damn it, like it, that there was nothing that he could have done differently other than just not move forward. <laughs> I think well, Elvis is now three zero in lightweight. Yeah, is that what he is? Yeah, he because uh, he uh, wins his first fight uh, and then takes on a known killer uh, in Guram Katatsaladze. And um, like, well, I'm sorry, he actually fought Zabaya Tugov, won via split decision in his uh, premier fight in the organization, and now. Seemingly is finishing these random. Well, Guram is probably his best win, other than Zabara. And Zabara was like at what? Well, fifty-five. Yeah, it was interesting. It, Brenner seems like a guy that you want to keep an eye out for, considering that his his strength of schedule has just improved. Uh, this is probably the lighter of his like uh, record, but still, you know, getting finishes means something. 
especially in this division. Certainly does. Dave, anything on that fight? Uh, nothing on that fight, no. Uh, then uh, I guess we might as well. We're not exactly flying through. Well, we're, we're flying through uh, the, the card tonight. So, Renat Fakrad. Oh, how the hell do you pronounce that one? Uh, Fakrad. Yeah, Fakrad Tinoff, I think. Versus, <laughs> versus, uh, sorry, uh, versus Dos Santos. The majority draw fight, which ended a 20 fight win streak, unfortunately for him. <clears throat> Yeah, I think yeah. this dude was like a hyper prospect. Um, I think I might have actually picked Elysio, but, uh, you know, was that first round? Should that have been a 10 8, do you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So that was, and I got no problems with the decision. Uh, it kind of went how I expected it to go. I mean, I think people underrated Dos Santos, and I think he's kind of sneaky good. And yeah. I kind of expected, uh, Renat, Renat would uh, fall off, and uh, he'll come back, and he'll be better, and he'll learn, and that's what all I got. I I had only seen the highlights of this fight. I wasn't able to watch it uh, in time, uh, but this is kind of like par for the course for Dos Santos. Like, regardless of how he fights, he allows the fight to be competitive. Like he he's either finishing his opponents. Or he's getting his, you know, he's getting kind of handed it, you know, a, a hard fight regardless and either ekes out a victory or he gets, you know, into a hard fight that he kind of allows to slip away from. He's he's never had an easy road. I mean, Renat is one of those guys that like just came off of murdering uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin Lee. So is <laughs> there's no measure for us to kind of look at him and think, OK, yeah, this guy's like legit. I mean, he beat a guy who probably wasn't on his level when Kevin. And unfortunately, now he faces a guy that is a little bit more veteran at the weight class. This is what happened. You know, you have round one cardio and you're able to kind of continue to go through the fight. And, oh, wait, my plan A didn't work. My plan B is just, just I guess, fight. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, maybe this is a good, you know, like we said, you know, about, uh, you know, Gabriel Bonfin, this is probably good for Renat. Like, he's he just needs another, you know, couple of fights to kind of home his skills a little bit more. You know, be willing to go to a plan B because guess what? Sometimes you're, you're not going to just finish him in the first round. And if you don't finish them in the first round, do you have supplemental skills to win the fight? And honestly, you don't even have to finish the fight. Do you have the skills to actually take the fight to a decision? That's that's a lot harder to do. And now he's gonna have to have to work. He's gonna actually have to work on that. I agree with all that. Is that it? I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so KO uh, of the night. I know you. Well, fair fight. You've seen all the highlights. KO of the night, everybody. Uh, Victor. Victor. For Dave? Probably a uh, runner. That was a good KO. He's just because he's a part of Oliveira's gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> I think I think I decided on uh, Vitor as well. Mm. 
So I guess we're done with the card there, pretty much. Uh, well, in... uh, there's a couple of people I'd like to shout out. Angela Hill. Yeah. Like, oh, I think yeah. Of course, yeah. I, I think Denise Gomez is uh, tough. And uh, she actually didn't even go to a split decision. She got a unanimous decision uh, in enemy territory. And, uh, yeah, for a change. She's got a ton of fights. And, uh, you know, she's up there in age. But uh, it was nice to see her get it done. And then also, uh, it was nice to see the return of uh, D1, Mark Diacese, and him <laughs> get it done. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> he's a good... He's a good fighter. He just needs the encouragement. That's it. You got to encourage he, him. He, he, trains he, local, he trains local to me as well. He's a Doncaster boy. I kind of thought the other guy might pull off a win. It, being as dick as he was, uh, or, or was somebody in the Discord called him D1 Akazi. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's on a two fight skid. I thought maybe the other kid hyped up by his. Uh, Debut might actually put an end to him for a fight, but all credit credit to him for a grinding win. Start the night so we could finish the night with a grinding win as well. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) how fitting! How very fitting! Yeah, Uh, but yeah, congratulations to Angela Hill. Yeah, she she deserved the win. Uh, She had a Mm -hmm. tough tough first round and then uh, stepped it up and played a veteran trade. Uh, Weird how it. The uh, how old is she? She's about thirty-eight. Did you say? Yeah, I think right? so. Yeah. How is it that women can go on so long? I don't know. They live longer, too. Well, yeah, they do. And then I think she's not taking nearly as much damage um, in both training and um, and in combat. Like, she'd only had, like, a couple of uh, kickboxing bouts before her actual UFC debut. And then, sure enough, like, she started at, like, 1-0 and or something after the Ultimate Fighter, so... Uh, oh, oh, was the uh, what was the, the uh, women's MMA fight where the giant took on the uh, small lady? Uh, it's the other female fight, wasn't it? Uh, was it Mora? Uh, no, unfortunately, this was going to I missed, and I was going to try to go back in because I'd only seen the uh, the highlights of everything else, and then I missed the first two, more or less. <laughs> okay, Dave. Yeah, I didn't pay attention to that fight at all. <laughs> in that case, then we in that case, then we might as well go on to the big fight of the week between Chael and Ariel Helwani. What do you oh, think? I think about that. <laughs> I I don't know. It, is it just me, or are, are we all tired of the little spats that happen to happen every now and again? Like I'm just, I think Chael kind of amped it up unnecessarily, and I think. Ariel's been looking for a reason to kind of talk back to him, but I I just felt like a little bit more sour grapes. I guess Chael's more of a a Zufa boy, so that's what it kind of felt like to me. But like Ariel was kind of going about it, kind of like, oh yeah, I'm better than you. I'm like, well, Ariel, you kind of are, you know, you're kind of like the guy who has the company you keep kind of person. Like if you have all these guys as friends. You'd be surprised when they start turning on you. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe you might be some of the problem. But then again, it's uh, typical for Ariel Hawani. I did watch a little video of Jelton Almeida uh, talking. Uh, sorry, not Jelton Almeida. Uh, oh, bloody hell, what am I thinking of now? Uh, light heavyweight. Uh... Oh, hell. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Dave. Mm-hmm. 
uh, him talking about it, saying that you know Ariel w- would not have been half so ballsy if Chael had been actually stood in front of him there. Yeah, that's. That, yeah, I mean, it depends too. All right, I mean, he he's had guests. I mean, you guys remember that whole situation he had with um, oh, Mayhem Miller, where he was like yeah. inside, he wouldn't break character because he was trying to do the movie for the Here Comes the Boom, right? Yeah, with Kevin James. <laughs> he's literally destroying the set. And then, like, acting like he's still the guy. It's like, yeah. He's oh, been there. That, that was. Yeah. Like, he um, was so committed to the role. No, he wasn't like an actor, actor. He is just like playing the asshole. And I guess he just never stopped playing the asshole. <laughs> he's yeah, been through it. method acting. Like, he well, never left character while they were filming. Never did. And I think he's still doing it to this day. <laughs> You know, on the uh, Hawani and uh, Chael Beef, like, at first I thought it was real, and I was like, holy shit. But just after seeing, like, how much social media attention it's drawn and how many people are talking about it, I've uh, flipped, and I think it's uh, skits and bits, and it's all just to get social media attention. Kind of disregarded all of it. The weird the weird thing for me was, like, the specifics of the rat situation. It's like... All right. Look, you guys well, had a disagreement. That's what I'm saying. It's like you, you guys had a disagreement. If you misinterpret certain things in an argument, things get heated, you know. Yeah. But like, I felt like Chael was in the, was not going to win the argument because he was more. He sounded more annoyed that Inganu had been able to do the thing he wanted, and he's always been a Zufa first kind of guy or a Dana first kind of guy or a UFC <laughs> kind. of Chael was right on his first original point. No one had reported Francis's earnings except Ariel just pulling figures out of his ass. Uh, yeah, and then Eric. Have been somewhat no, disproved yeah. by the revelation of the actual viewing figures, at least as far as the American market's concerned. 67,500. Yeah, but that wasn't the point. The point was is that he was going to get two big deals regardless. He was getting a flat fee to box, which is usually their reason why you get a flat fee when you box because you can't predict how the per, how the pay-per-views are going to go that's, we all that's, that's not right though austin that's not right no Chael's first Chael's uh, first argument was that uh, was about how much francis was being paid for this fight and Chael, uh, sorry ariel said 10 to 20 million and Chael asked where he got it from and he said uh, and then the, the argument went off and Obviously, of course, it was just Ariel admitted eventually. Who just it was just his opinion on the figures. Didn't get them from yeah. anywhere. Well, the, the thing was, was it was like ten to twenty million. Like it was, he got ten million no matter what. And then based on pay per view sales, he get up to twenty million. And so Ariel was saying ten to twenty million. And Shell asked him who his source was or who reported it. And Helwani actually admitted he's like, I reported it. I said it. Yeah. So he's like quoting himself. So it's just like. Whatever. Well, if you want to be the first one to say it, John S. Nash is saying has said it to begin with. Like that's what he was looking for to begin with. Get a boxing match. Like that's what he was asking for. And the Saudis are like, all right, well, we'll give you a flat fee, and whatever the pay per view happens to generate, they work on that deal individually. He's getting a flat fee regardless. So I, I yeah. that's that was the whole thing, right? And who and we're we're. we're we're looking at the pay-per-view and the pay-per-view didn't do any good because it's only, I think it only generated like 5 million, 5.5 5 million, like over $5 million. 
like that's not a lot considering the pay-per-views were like worth $80. So <laughs> like they knew the pay-per-view wasn't going to sell well. And I imagine it's because of the association with the Saudi kingdom. Like, well, I think, I think it's more that it was at two o'clock in the afternoon in the United States. than and also like a lack of advertising didn't help and shit. And like, cause some people buy fights in Saudi, no matter what, like, no, Saudi I mean, n- not really. I mean, like, and to me, it felt like people were more talking about it. And I, yes, we are in a Discord that talks about combat sports, but like we, we literally, I felt more people talking about Tyson Fury and Ganu fighting, but then they probably found a way to watch the fight or the highlight. You know, yeah. it was on, it was available to buy on ESPN Plus. I saw the thing there. I didn't buy it, but I found a way to kind of watch it, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, Either, either way, they were arguing about the uh, payment. And here's the thing is, like, it appears that Chael knew the numbers the whole time. Like, when Chael did that interview with Hawani, it seems that he actually knew the buy rates that whole time. And so yeah. Chael knew he, he was going to get, like, a little over $10 million because the numbers were shit. And so it kind of changes the whole perspective on that interview a little bit, knowing that Chael knew that the numbers were shit. Oh, so you're but, saying it's kayfabe. Uh, well, Ariel might not have known that Chael knew the numbers were shit, but I think, I think the whole of them going at each other as big as they were is K-Pay because they like all the, uh, social media impression. Eh, I guess so. I just felt it was more dramatic than it. Aren't they yeah. on the show on Monday together? I hmm. See, if they're back on together on Monday, then yeah, it was k <laughs> Well, I guess we'll find out then. Yeah. Yeah, and then Ariel's been in the news again today, hasn't it? With uh, Ab- Ali Abdelaziz, uh, Ariel announced that um, Ish- uh, Islam would be fighting Oliveira uh, at Toronto uh, in what? January. Yeah, uh, yeah, he in, announced it in January, and then Ali Abdelaziz came out and went fake news. And then uh, Greg Okamoto has c- confirmed via Dana that it will not be happening in Toronto. Toronto. Um, it looks like March for that fight. Sounds like trying to cap on a Hawaii kind of moment, but you know, it's like yeah, well, uh, you try to trust Ali on that one. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny, Ali. I think Ali wants uh, it to be against Gaethje. He wants two of his fighters in the same fight. Well, I think at this point, it's like, if you gave it to Oliver Gaethje, I don't think there's a wrong choice. I mean, ideally, it should be Gaethje, because he just finished Poirier. Oliver just finished Benny. Um, One of those guys has a longer... um, has a history, and unfortunately, wasn't available to fight because of an injury. As long as he's available to fight relatively soon, before Ramadan kicks in, I don't think it should be an either. I don't think it should be an an issue for either of them to get the fight. I'd prefer Justin just because we've already seen Charles. But yep, either one I think would be fine as long as it's just a lightweight, no more featherweights. <laughs> <laughs> well, before Islam makes his move up to uh, welterweight, quite possibly. He can, I think he could do two more title defenses. I mean, technically, he now has two title defenses against a featherweight. Granted, it's 
he was the pound for pound at one point yeah. and was considered the pound for pound at another point. And both of them he beat. One was close. The other one he left absolutely no doubt, although it was on short notice. And he did take the title from Charles. If he gets two more title defenses, he breaks Beeb's record. I was just going to ask that, yeah. Or the, the lightweight championship uh, title defense record is three. So he needs four to basically cement his history. Yeah. Uh, just a, uh, I'll, t- I'll just throw a quick one out because we've uh, got plenty of time left to fight a thought of. Uh, obviously, I'm a bit of a Leon Edwards fan. Uh, and actually, I'm gonna. St- I don't know if I sh- should. I should stop this because uh, we're gonna do a draft uh, in the uh, little gap we have where there's no UFC. So I'm gonna shut my mouth now, and I'm not gonna go any, <laughs> any further on that prospective fight for Leon Edwards. Anyway, that's all from us here at Just Bleed Radio for tonight. Anyway, we will be back with our pre-show for USC 295 taking place at Madison Square Gardens. That's the fight, it's not our show. Um, so please like and subscribe, leave us a comment, and we'll see you on the next one. Good night, everybody, and from my hosts. See you yes. later, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, did it. You got it, guys. <laughs> Fuck you, Austin. Fuck you. Austin. <laughs> what did I do to you? Goddamn six. What did you fucking do? What did I do? I would, I would much rather replace a sink than a garage door spring. Like, that's under tension. <laughs> <laughs>